You're listening to a podcast from Newstalk ZB. Follow this and our wide range of podcasts now on iHeartRadio. Good day there, and welcome to the rewrap for Monday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn Hart, and today uh, we look at Luxon's house. Well, not his house, the Prime Minister's house. Uh, he can't live in it. How much is it going to cost to fix it up? All that stuff. Um, we, somehow it's it's got conflated with. Uh, the cost of renovations generally, the cost of going to the dentist, and maybe even the cost of taking your dog to the vet. Anyway, hopefully that'll all be explained shortly. Uh, we uh, work for a living, so we can pay all those bills, but before any of that, uh, big tech versus journalism. Uh, who will the winner be? If you're following the media's attempt to uh, get the new government across the line on some kind of deal with the big tech giants to help quote-unquote save journalism. Uh, The bad news has arrived over the weekend in Australia. The bad news has already played out in Canada. But the upshot in all three countries is the same. If you think some set of laws or rules is going to get meta and their mates to the table, you are dreaming. In Australia, they cut a deal and the tech uh, players have been handing out millions to a bunch of local broadcasters for access to their content, which is what we want to happen here. Now, to be clear, no one seems to disagree with the idea that it is unfair to just grab someone's work and whack it on your newsfeed, and as a result of a lot of people reading that newsfeed, you then go and sell a bucket load of advertising. Equally, there is no doubt the tech players are bleeding local economies of advertising revenue that supports local work. But, and this is where the theory clashes badly with reality, they don't care. What they've worked out, and it's now starting to play out, is they're bigger than a country. So the deal signed in Australia, they're off now, and the Australian government, they're ropeable, they're furious, they're apoplectic, as well they might be. But that doesn't solve their problem. In Canada, the tech players threatened to, and for a while, did in fact pull their feeds, pull their service. Couldn't get the Facebook. In Australia, they threatened to pull the service there as well. Small clue, guess what? They'll do the same here. Bigger clue, we're too small to matter. The only way around it, as I've said all along, is for everyone all over the world to agree to a global deal, to outsize big tech. But that isn't happening. The world can't agree on anything, far less a Facebook feed, so Australia's ropeable. The Canadian government are now handing out subsidies left, right and centre for journalists. And New Zealand is trying to twist the reluctant government's arm that a Labour idea can work. Another clue, it can't and it won't. The reality is, big tech are scurrilous. They are dirty players who have been fined and dragged before any number of inquiries for a variety of activity all over the world. Key question, has it made a difference? Answer... You don't need to answer that. I feel like Mike referring to Big Tech as scurrilous and dirty players isn't really going to help the relationship between them and the media industry as a whole. But they probably won't even notice, to be honest. The rewrap. Me, I love Big Tech. Um, um, you know, without them, none of this would be possible, and you wouldn't be hearing me now. So you know, they get some things right. Uh, I'm not sure how much Big Tech is installed at Premier House. Maybe that's why it's going to cost 30 mil to upgrade it. Chris Luxon made a mistake. And that mistake was pointed out very clearly by the media who live for the sort of error that was on display on Friday. We have been here before, of course. And the problem in part with these scenarios is that the political job is a different one in the sense that most of the occupiers of the job come from outside the office locality, i.e. Wellington. And so some sort of arrangement is required to compensate you for having to do a ludicrous amount of travel. 
Part of the equation is an accommodation allowance. The trickiness comes when you happen to have a bit of money and or you turn out to be the Prime Minister. Luxon's mistake was not in taking the $52,000, nor the fact he already owned a place in Wellington. It was the fact he had a free house, and quite a big one. He claimed he couldn't live in it. Uh, I've never heard why that is. We all seem to agree the house is a bit of a dump, but apparently it's still livable, and has been. But the irony here was while the media was falling over themselves, revelling in the mishap of another rich white Tory, they hadn't quite taken the same advice they were handing out to Luxon. Read the room. Question. How long... Is the microscopic detailing of the demise of News Hub going on for? I mean, yes, it's sad, but all closures and layoffs and bankruptcies are sad, all lives upended is sad. But few of any such decisions are dealt with the way the media deals with the media. The media is obsessed with the media. The media thinks it's more important than it is, and so the News Hub story was written and covered on Wednesday, and Thursday, and Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday. Stories, comments, background, minutiae, options, ideas, role of government, reiteration of its importance to all and sundry, endless coverage of what is a sad but not uncommon event, the closure or downsizing of a business, in this case, a division of a business. It is not a small town that will be crippled. It is not the end of an industry. It's a company that wasn't that well-owned or run for years and that caught up with it. It's happened before. It'll happen again. The advice they so happily handed out to the Prime Minister was read the room. And by the end of Friday, he had. Surely they can see the irony in not handing out the same advice to themselves. So you see how everything's connected. Uh, There we've got, you know, is the media doing a job that's worth paying them for anyway? Um, And meanwhile, uh, Luxon's homeless in Wellington. The (laughs) rewrap. No wonder the audience seemed a little bit confused this morning. Mike. Went to a checkup last week, 15 minutes, talk about African travel and places, $150, all okay, no work needed. So what I've been saying, uh, mine's 100, and I can't remember, 140, or it might be 160, whatever it is. Um, you do that on a regular basis, and I find that, you know, of course some people will never be able to afford anything, but 150 dollars once a couple of times a year maybe for a checkup is not beyond the realms of most people. I think there's an element of excuse-making going on there. Morning, Mike. I was charged 900 for my dog's teeth clean, initially told by the vet to be 600. I'm assuming, Lorraine, it's under anaesthetic. It's the only thing. I, we take our dog in for a groom every six weeks, right? And that includes a fuff-up and a trim and a clip and a brushing of the teeth. It's 120 bucks. So what sort of dog you've got, I don't know. But I'm assuming once it gets to hundreds and hundreds to clean their teeth, it must be in the realms of having an anaesthetic to knock the thing out and get the get a bit of Colgate in there. So, yeah, I mean, we were talking human dentistry, not canine dentistry, and yet you can see how quickly the subject changes. The rewrap. And then just because that was expensive and Luxon's house is expensive and he's getting paid to stay there and shouldn't be and everything just gets combined together. Morning, Mike. I wouldn't be surprised if the sum of 30 million is what it costs to meet Heritage New Zealand standards. They're diabolical. I, look, I said earlier on this morning, if you missed it, I mean, I think the most of us in some way, shape or form have renovated houses over the years. And we know what it costs per square metre to renovate a house. We know what it costs per square metre to build a house. And the numbers just simply don't add up. Yes, it's a big house. And yes, they're beautiful grounds and all that sort of thing. But I mean, it's a, in a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's an absurd amount of money. It makes literally no sense. Mike, to descale, this is taken off this morning, to descale a dog's teeth, nearly all must be asleep. Tad different to just a brush. 
uh, which even you could do. I think we need your realist accountant, a.k.a. Katie, for a mic clarification. I think, Warren, you're absolutely right. What the old Lewis gets is a little bit of a brush, and you're right, you can do it at home. In fact, um, our youngest does it at home periodically as well because she's a bit finickety, the dog, about who cleans her teeth. But uh, the de- I was right at least about the um, the anaesthetic. You need anaesthetic, and if you've bought an anaesthetic lately... Do you know anaesthetic's more expensive than renovating Premier House? As it happened, I took my dog to the vet the other day, and I was t- one of the things I was told to ask the vet was, are his teeth looking okay? And uh, should we be brushing them? The dentist looked in his mouth and said, uh, oh, no, the teeth look great. Just keep doing what you're doing. And we're not really doing anything other than not feeding him soft food and giving him the occasional dental chew. So, I don't know. All dogs are different, I guess. And now I'm talking about dogs. We were never talking about dogs this morning. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems. Or a but. I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. The rewrap. But, you know, that's what makes the show great, right? Uh, you never know where you're going to end up and what you're going to end up talking about. Uh, it's no wonder we get paid so much to do this. What is it that we actually do again? I was going to explain how I work. I generally, when I speak to people, I'm speaking to some people this week actually, um, and I generally talk about you know how I've got to where I am and stuff. But it sort of depresses me because I think about how many hours I don't, do, I, how many hours that aren't on the. This is non-contact time I'm talking about. So my contact time is with you now. So I've got, um, at the moment, I've got four. <sighs> I don't know why I took that on. Anyway, uh, three contact hours. And the non-contact time is ridiculous. And I'm thinking, when I've done all my non-contact time and I'm sitting here in front of me with bloody screeds of paper and pink highlighter pen and all that sort to, of to stuff. To be fair, we have tried to encourage you not to print yeah. out so much paper. Yeah. But you And I'm thinking... Does the non-contact time justify the crap that I'm giving you now? I mean, really. <laughs> I'm thinking, people are thinking, has this guy prepped anything? And the thing is, I have. have. just doesn't sound like I, it. I, mean, I was trying to explain to somebody over the weekend, you know, they were talking about the whole, you know, this turmoil that the media is in at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. And and how we're all going down the gurgler. Mm-hmm. And and I was trying to explain that it's not surprising given that we don't really do anything precisely. And they tried to they were trying to tell me that I did, and I'm and I'm going no no, no not no, really no no. No, no no exactly don't uh, don't take it too seriously. Yeah, uh, as far as I mean, ironically, I was here during you know remember back in COVID if I can just rip the scab off that for a minute when only essential workers were allowed to go to work, and I was deemed to be an essential worker, can you believe? What is so essential about what it is that I am doing? I have no idea. And um, and also, yeah, so, so our whole industry is based on getting enough people to listen to us so people will advertise with us. So the argument's often been made is, you know, how important is advertising and whether you actually need to do that. So let alone... A, a, you know, a whole industry that only exists because the advertising exists. So you've got a pretend thing keeping an even more pretend thing going. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining. I, I, I'm totally cool with it. Very happy about it. But, yeah, it ain't brain science or rocket surgery. That's for damn sure. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I'll see you back here again tomorrow. The Rewrap. The Rewrap. For more from Newstalk ZB, listen live, on air or online and keep our shows with you wherever you go with our podcasts on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.